This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Workology. To learn more about their new HR mastermind, visit WorkologyCouncil.com. Thanks again, Workology, for sponsoring this episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 208. John and Wendy, welcome back. Anthony Paradiso. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I'm well. We are well into February at this point. Crazy. You know, typically we we talk at the end about international listeners and asking them to come on the show. I wanted to mix it up a little bit and I want to give you a pop quiz because I don't think I've ever done that Uh in four years we've been doing this. Wendy, for the month of January, February's not done yet. For the month of January, what are our top five non-U.S. countries (laughs) as far as downloads go? Wow. Um, So not only are you testing me on knowledge of HR Social Hour, but you are testing me on geography in general. (laughs) Uh. I'll make it a little easier. We've had guests from four of the five countries. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to say Australia. Okay. Oh, you're not going to, I'm just have to guess all five. Um, just guess okay. five and I, we'll, we'll talk about what um, we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Um, Australia, England, Spain, Canada, and uh, let's say China. Have we had a guest from China? No, but you said four of them. So I guessed four countries. Okay. Fair enough. You got several. Oh, yay me! (laughs) In order in January. Okay. Number one, Germany. Germany. Wow. Germany. So, Germany. Listener there in Germany. Please. Bitte. Bitte, bitte. Please contact us. Let's have that conversation. (laughs) Number two, our our friends across the pond in the United Kingdom. They've had entire months dedicated to them here, so we would expect nothing less. Number three, Australia. Okay. G'day. And if anyone, we've made the local request to Mandy Johnson. If you know someone in the Northern Territory, if someone, if you know an HR practitioner or just somebody, I don't think there are a lot of people there. Just go up there. Just Just go up and start downloading. Download an episode. (laughs) Download an episode in that Northwest, in the Northern Territory, Northern Australia, and we'll have covered the entire continent. That's the one province or state that we don't have a download in. So help us out there. Yes. Next up, our great friends to the north in Canada. The great north. Love it. We have a couple of places we've not had downloads there. I don't know how many people are there. Nanavut, which is all the way at the top. Okay. Uh, okay. We've actually had one in the Yukon. I think I think at this wow. point, Nanavut's the last, okay. the last frontier for okay. us in Canada. We can say we've covered all of Canada. <laughs> and then coming in at number five for the month of January are our friends in India. Oh, yes. India. I was close with China. You, like in that you were close. Area. As always, we thank everyone, regardless yes. of where you are on the map. We we thank you for listening. It's been a lot of fun. I think I'd actually tweeted about it lately. We have seen the international numbers continue to rise. You know, when we first so got awesome. started. Yeah, you know, when we first got started, mm-hmm. we were like 92% in the U.S. And steadily over the last several years, we've, I would say, dropped 
in terms of overall numbers, we're now at 83% U.S. downloads. Wow. That's that that's amazing. And, you know, we talked about it. It's for people in other countries that speak different languages to download and listen. I find that fascinating. And that's, you know, I grew up small town South Dakota where you didn't learn, you didn't even have to learn a second language, even as a, a high school course. So for people to do that is amazing to me. And so thank you to all of our international listeners. Appreciate you all. And uh, put the call out now. Reach out. We want to talk. We want to have you on. We want to talk. And I want my 80-year-old mother who doesn't understand what a podcast is. (laughs) Every time I tell her people overseas listen to me, she's like, why does anybody listen to you to begin with? I love you too, mom. Uh, She's not listening to this. Uh, She she hasn't touched a computer since the early 90s. We we thank everyone for listening. And Look forward, may throw out this quiz maybe later in the year to see if the yeah. maybe month to month, how it changes. Appreciate That'll all of good. them being on board. Love it. I also appreciate the fact that Anthony's back on board with us. It's been Yay. quite a while since we had a chance to visit. Anthony mm-hmm. and I had caught up but during the holidays and, you know, it's been, been a while. Let's, let's get on and talk a bit. Let's make the introduction and get started. Yeah, I am so pumped to welcome Anthony back to the show. Um, Anthony's pronouns are he, him, and his. He is a champion about inclusion, diversity, and equity in the workplace and a leader of unbiased work environments that have proven to deliver positive results, including revenue, retention, teamwork, and productivity. Anthony is the founder and president of All Things Zap, where it is his primary mission for all to be their full, authentic self, not just professionally, but personally. He is also a human resources business partner with Industrial UI Services and enjoys being on a host of boards and committees, such as the VP of DNI with the North New Jersey Rockland Chapter SHRM. Serving as a speaker, influencer, blogger, and educator, Anthony is proud to have influenced the industry regarding unbiased and inclusive work environments. Well, Anthony, welcome back to the show. So, so excited to have you back. So first question, as always, what is in your glass? In my glass, yeah. Well, hello, John and Wendy. It's, it's great to be back. Um, I'm not really very savvy as you two are usually with your drinks. Uh, <laughs> I just have actually just green, uh, decaffeinated green tea right yeah. now. That's that's my go-to right now. So that's what I have in my glass. It's a good choice. Not Nothing wine or not champagne. I'm pretty, I'm pretty boring <laughs> that way. I don't think anybody's ever had champagne. Bonnie Endicott just had green tea on the show. Yes. So you, you are not alone there for sure. And decaf too. Decaf green decaf. tea. <laughs> yes. Anthony, it's really hard to believe you first were on the show. It was episode 47, which was back in December of 2018. I know this is a loaded question, but what are you up to now? <laughs> that's a bit, well, that's a pretty long time. So it's, I mean, it's not long, but it is long, and and so much has gone on since then. I mean, especially now with COVID uh, happening and everything. But um, main things that have gone on since then, uh, I, I started my own business, which Wendy mentioned in the introduction, uh, All Things App, which is a diversity, inc- which I consult on in diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm also, as you mentioned, too, I've been with my job for a while now, industrial UI services as an HR business partner. With all things app, I have given a keynote speech last year with uh, Alabama Sherm for their state conference. I've done I've done a, no- a number of presentations for other other state conferences. Uh, I've I've gone to organizations and handled sensitivity training for them. 
So it's just been, I mean, that's just a few things. I've also ran for town council the last two years uh, where our platform really was was surrounding, you know, embracing inclusion and, and just celebrating diversity. So this, those are just a few things that I've done um, that, that, that I can think of off the top of my head. But I mean, obviously, since since then, also the COVID has been a top priority, um, you know, so that's changed everyone's life. That's changed my life. It's changed how I look at things. Not that that was part of the question, but but it's just you know it's just um, it's changed so much. So what I was doing prior to March and and now it it's it's similar, but it's also different because I'm doing things virtually, which we weren't doing. Well, we did things virtually beforehand, but we're doing we're doing a lot more virtual, and I hope we keep it that way to some extent. I mean, there are it's great to have things in, in person, but anyway. Sorry, I'm going I'm going above and beyond the question. <laughs> <laughs> Like kind of crossing into some of the questions we had on the chat, we're talking about virtual versus in person. So I think, you know, one, I agree with you, it's nice to have some virtual options out there for sure to, you know, you get more people that way, you can reach a lot, uh, a lot more folks. So appreciate that. Uh, So Anthony, you're doing a lot of work in DE&I. How have you seen these efforts change with the social issues of the last several years? And then COVID, a global pandemic right on top of that? Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of positive. I mean, uh, when when COVID hit, DNI contact actually was put was put aside a lot because there was so much going on. And obviously, I mean, when people look at DNI, they don't look at it as an income producing department, even though it really is because it does. You know, there the numbers are there to show you when you have when you have a diverse and inclusive environment or workforce, your, your profits uh, do increase. Uh, but nevertheless, it, it it did go. You know, it did. The, the you know the other, there are other things that were important not that that should have been the case but that's how it was and then obviously you know when when, when things happened such as the George Floyd incident DNI was 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 put was back on the radar again and and it, and it continues now so it, it is it, it's great that we're having these conversations but I am noticing and, and I've always and I said this to them in other presentations and and, and other speeches is and as I'm sure you, as I'm sure both of you know, you've seen solidarity statements being pushed out by a lot of organizations. But the main thing really is committing to action. It's not, you know, it's one thing to put a statement out, but it's also one to actually commit to it. You know, it's 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 just it's just watching it's just watching the organizations and see what they've done since their statements. And some organizations, you know, have fulfilled their commitment or at least at least close to it. And and a lot haven't. They you know they just put it was just words put on a site, and it could have been been a statement about you know Black Lives Matter. It could have been a statement about the a you know the API community. It could have been an LGBTQ. It could have been an overall statement. Uh, so it's just it's more like I said before, committing to that action, making sure that you're not just putting words out there on paper or, or, or on the site, but actually committing to it. Uh, so that's one thing. That has been going on since since COVID. We're realizing now with DNI that you just can't hire, you know, like someone like me to come in for an hour and just just you know check a box off for the year and say said we did this. It, there's so much more to it. It's a lot. It's a lot of time and effort uh, that organizations have to have to have to, uh, have to go through in order to you know in order to really to create that inclusive environment in the workforce. Not easy. It's hard. It's hard work. It's a lot of work. It's 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 patience, but you can definitely get there if you do it correctly. 
Uh, so, and, and again, like I said before, you know, it, the conversations, so I'm glad we're having them. I mean, there's, there's a lot of friction and a lot of political tension out there. Obviously, you know, we, we don't begin into all the details right now, but obviously there's things with masks and, and vaccinations and just how do you, you know, that's all part of the DNI space. How do you go about having those conversations when there is so much friction? You know, we're in, in a workforce now that is half of the people working are millennials, about, about, about 50% of the workforce are millennials, and they want to have these conversations about politics and about, you know, uh, you know, about issues, social issues. Whereas when I started working, that was something that we, you know, we didn't discuss. It was, we, it was pushed aside, but now we're having these conversations and, and this organization that just have to learn how to have, you know, how to have them. And, and, and in my blogs and, and other workshops I've done before, I always tie in education, making sure that you educate your employees on what diversity and, and equity and inclusion are, you know, like diversity 101, going over what they are, going over unconscious bias, uh, you know, having workshops where people from various departments in, in the workforce get to know one another and have those conversations because that, that creates dialogue and that creates uh, the, you know, it, it creates getting to know one another, creates, you know, getting to, getting to hear stories uh, and just, you know, c- creates an open, um, again, an open dialogue between one another, which which in itself will, will help uh, embrace an inclusive environment. Anthony, you've mentioned several things in terms of issues that people are running into when it comes to the changing workforce and the conversations that people want to have or maybe didn't have before and political ideologies theological ideology, so many different things that make it more difficult, I think, for a lot of organizations, and they struggle in these diversity initiatives. What's one piece of advice you'd give to a fellow HR pro that's working to to increase those efforts in their in their organization? What's something that they could do to help move that needle? I, I think it's two things, and it's very hard because I, I will admit it's very hard for me right now, too, because I've always, and I'm being very transparent here. I've always been prior to COVID. Um, I've always been, op- you know, tried to open myself to different ideas and and different thoughts. Just trying to listening to people. Um, I, you know, I do believe very heavily in one one. You know, and, and I do believe very heavily in vaccinations and the, the, the masks. So, and I'm being upfront right right there about that. So it can be very hard for someone like me. Who who has very strong, who has strong beliefs on that. I think as someone on the opposite end who may think differently than I do. So the best advice I could really do, the best advice I can give for anyone really is to just make sure that you're listening to one another uh, and then really, and really listening, not just sitting there waiting to respond back, like really, you know, making sure that you're actually listening to the person, uh, make sure that you're in a in an environment where, you know, it's a safe environment where the two, where one, you know, both per, both people can talk with one another, respect one another, and again, I, I, I'm going to emphasize again, making sure that you're really, really listening, not again, not just preparing yourself for what you're going to say next. The other thing is for organizations really to be transparent uh, with with what with what with what you want to do, uh, such as if you are hiring, so if you are going to be hiring somebody. Making sure that if you want someone who's fully vaccinated, make sure you put that right out there, right, right in the very opening um, part of the recruiting process. Don't go through the whole process and then at the very end say this is what you want. You know, t- say everything right up front. This is this is A, B, and C. This is 
what, what, what we want out of our employee or the person we hire. And again, just be fully transparent once they're, once they're onboarded and a discussion can be had beyond the recruiting part. Like I said before, it's just, it's just having those open conversations. And again, like I said before to you, I'm, I believe very heavily in one way. And it's, so it's, it's, and we're in a very toxic and friction and, you know, very, uh, we're, we're in a very toxic environment right now. So it's hard for someone even like me who wants to be open and listen when I'm listening to somebody who doesn't believe what I believe in, that I really need to put, put, you know, I really have to think and think, think, you know, mentally put, put myself in there and, and, and really put aside my, my thoughts and really listen to them. And, and you just kind of, kind of share and exchange your thoughts and be respectful. And if it goes beyond that, if, if one of, one of the, one of, one of the peer person, you know, one of the people get out of, out of hand, then you have to make sure that you, you kind of stop it and maybe get a, someone, get someone else involved, an HR person or, or, or DNI, you know, a DNI advocate. But those are really the two things. It's, it's communication and transparency. And those are two words we've heard, I mean, for a very long time. So I think they're, they're very, they're, they are buzzwords, I, I do find, but they really are important. Uh, they're, they're both important to have, especially now. Definitely would agree with that. One of the things that I've followed um, about you over the past few years is your run for city council, which was very cool to watch. Talk to us a little bit about what led you to take that step and what did you learn during that process that, you know, lessons learned that you can share that we can apply to our day-to-day work lives? Uh, so much. Yeah. So it was, it was a really great experience to run for town council or city council. In my, in my case, it was town council. It, it's really just, the, it was a great feeling. It was, it was a lot of hard work and, and dedication. It was important for me. I, I wanted to make sure that I was representing the LGBTQ community because uh, in, in my in, in the county I reside, you know we um, we, oh, we are we are overall a progressive county, but uh, in the town where I live, you know we're not, we're not so much. Uh, so I was wasn't sure where we were, you know I wasn't sure where I was going to land uh, in the race, and also in, what we mentioned the LGBTQ part, there really isn't much representation in the county. Uh, there's no, there was only one person who was a part of the community or the LGBT, LGBTQ community. Uh, who was in town council person. Um, so one in, and we're a pretty large county with at least 60 municipalities. So it's, it's not, it's not much. So I really wanted to represent the, the, the LGBTQ community in, in, in the county, but also in the town, I wanted to be there and, and show young kids that you, you know, that, that I, want, I wanted them to know that there is someone out there, if, you know, if they're in the process of coming out or um, they're just finding themselves. Uh, I wanted them to know that, you know, that, Someone who is, and I, and I, I want to say, I say different. I don't mean different badly. I just mean it in a way where you may feel different. And I wanted them to. I, I thought, I thought it was important. To, I thought it was important to have that representation. Uh, but besides that, though, it was, it was, it was a great. You know, it was. A, I had a great team, you know, working with us um, with the campaigning part and and um, you know just getting uh, just getting volunteers and fundraising. I mean, I never really did so much fundraising in my life, but, you know, but this, obviously you need money to, to be, um, to, to be running, um, e- even on a town council level. And I didn't realize that really before I thought you can kind of do some things that really out without money, but nope, you do, you need, you need money to, to send, you know, to do mailers and 
to get out there. And it's also really the, the work-life balance was a hard thing because I'm already, you know, I work full-time, I have my own business, I have a husband, I have dogs, you know, I have, I have my own life. So it was hard to do all that and then apply and apply all that along with running. Uh, so it definitely, definitely taught me how to be more balanced. I'm not sure if I was, I'm not sure if I was successful. You may have to ask my husband if I was, um, <laughs> but I, I tried. And unfortunately, I, you know, unfortunately we, my, my running mate and I, we ran both years together. Uh, we didn't prevail, but we did make a lot of change. Uh, we, we did create a lot of conversations. Uh, we, you know, we did have the pride, um, you know, we, we successfully had the pride flag raising uh, this uh, last year in 2021. And if we continue on, uh, if we continue on next year, so did a lot of great things. I definitely recommend people, you know, to, to people to, to try and do it. Um, but you also have to have the time. It, it's a lot of work and it's, it's very gratifying. And it's also, you know, you're, you're putting yourself out there in the public, you know, you're make, you're, you're making statements to, to news outlets uh, where people may disagree with you. And I've said a few things that people didn't like, <laughs> um, which I'm fine with, <laughs> but you know, it's just you put you put yourself out there, and you know, you have to, you have, to have, I, I guess, uh, some tough skin if you're in the process because you are. It's gonna you are gonna be you are you know you're gonna have words said against said about you uh, said about you that you're not gonna like, but you you know you just have to move on. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm very glad about it, and I you know I plan on continuing, not necessarily running for local office, but I will be certainly. Uh, I'm, I'm leading the um, LGBTQ caucus in our in our county to get more to get more representation out there, and not just representation. I, I mentioned for education, it's also educating uh, people on LGBTQ issues and helping. I'm a, you know, I, I really do want to be there and help young uh, kids, um, children, not even just young, just in general, people that are coming out because I went through it. It's not it's not easy. And and I was lucky. I was lucky with my you know, with with my coming out. I you know, I had people that were my family and friends were all accepting. So and there are people who are who aren't as lucky as I am. So I want to be there for, and I want to be there for them and just kind of champion, um, you know, what they're going through in their lives. Anthony, one of the things we've done over the last year plus now is to crowdsource questions to make our lives a little easier. So previous guest Steve Brown asks, "What oh makes you?" <laughs> what makes you? <laughs> what makes you laugh the most? What makes what, what really helps me, honestly, and I mean, and you both may have seen it because I do, I do put it on social media sometimes. Things that do make me laugh are watching silly television shows. So if I'm really stressed or I just need a little downtime, I put something stupid on, or not stupid, but something that just will make me not to think, and I can just kind of laugh. And one of them is is Golden Girls. I, 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 I probably. I probably <laughs> I probably mentioned this probably on the, on the last um, part the last time I was on this. I think one of the questions relate were, were about this, but you know, watching something like that, you know, just it just makes you kind of like just laugh and just not have to think about things in life or what's, what's going out there, you know, what's going on in our everyday life. Obviously, with Betty White, you know, that, that's a whole that's you know she almost turned a hundred. So there's actually if, if, if anyone's interested, I'm, I'm out now. I'm now now I'm now I'm gonna um, go Golden Palace, which was the <laughs> <laughs> the um follow, the, sequel. Follow, the sequel to Golden Girls um it's on it's on Hulu so if anyone's <laughs> interested it's on Hulu it's not as good as the, it's not as good as the, as the you know the the, sh- the the show but it's it's still funny it has John, Don Cheadle in it though it does <laughs> 
Anthony, I smell podcast opportunity for you there, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> there might I don't know if there's been a Golden Palace rewatch, you know? Just saying. I don't know. Never know. Yeah, you, you never know. I did I did just restart the Golden Girls, have it, you know, you have that background noise when you're working at home and Oh yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I saw Golden Palace popped up, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to do that." Yeah, and it's, it's and, it. and on a on a, on a DNI front, it has a great episode about um about the Confederate flag um with with Don Cheeto and Blanche Devereaux, you know Devereaux and Golden Girls. There's an there's an episode that's actually very powerful. I don't know, it's it's like in the middle of the it's like the middle of the um the season. So if anyone wants okay. to catch it, it's 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 a good watch. The Workology Council, powered by Workology, is proud to sponsor the HR Social Hour. The Workology Council is a mastermind community for the disruptive HR leader who is looking for more. We are a group of experienced HR professionals who share a common goal to succeed by leveraging the influence, resources, and knowledge to fast track our own personal growth and business transformation. The Workology Council will be the HR business tribe that you have wanted to be a part of for your entire career. You can learn more about the application process, how to get started, and our member benefits by visiting WorkologyCouncil.com. The time is now for you to stretch, grow, and shine. The Workology Council can help you achieve your personal and professional goals in HR by taking your career and organization to the next level. You can visit WorkologyCouncil.com to learn more. All right. Well, Anthony, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection. What career did you dream of having when you were a child? It was two things. It was either being a teacher or a, a lawyer. It were two yeah. things. Two opposite, complete opposite. Kinda. Okay, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, I guess maybe not so much. But yeah, <laughs> those, are, those are two things. Uh, th- that I wanted to, d- to be when I was younger. Anthony, who's one person you gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Uh, that's a hard, I mean, that's a, that's tough. I, I can't. I, I don't want to throw anyone off, so I'm gonna. It's. I'm. My recommendation for people is really to just get out there and just connect connect as much as you can with COVID. Now, I mean, we virtual and and having those Zoom calls are very easy to, to do now. You know, put aside a half hour a week, maybe on you know divvying it up, maybe. 10 minutes for, for conversations with different various people and just get to know um, people that, that are, that, you know, cause now you don't, I mean, you can meet anyone now on, in, in the globe, the glo- you know, globally, you, you know, and nationally, if you want to meet them, you know, it, you know, you could be a state over, but, you know, I, I just, I recommend people really just to get out there and just make sure that you're putting time to get to know people um, and connecting and not just connecting to try to get something out of it, but just connecting to get to know the person and see if you can help them out too. You scared me because I thought you were going to say connect with COVID. Oh, <laughs> what I, <know. laughs> I was nope, like, wait a minute. Nope. I don't know. I don't want to do that. Oh, no, nope, I'll nope, respectfully nope, disagree nope. on that one. No, no COVID <laughs> parties, no COVID parties. Anthony, if you could go back to the start of your career, what is one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? Don't be hard on yourself because I, I, I can be and I can be very, you know, I can. Yeah, the, the, short, short, short and sweet to the point. Just don't be don't be hard on yourself. You know, just be happy with the things that are going well. And if you, if you have moments in life that are just things that aren't going the way that you want them to be, that, that's fine. It happens. You learn, you move on. But don't don't be so hard on yourself. 
What's your favorite or most memorable live performance you've ever attended? I haven't done a live performance in <laughs> such a, I mean, since COVID. So that's going to be, oh boy, a live performance. It's, it's a hard one because I haven't, I really haven't <laughs> been live at virtually. I mean, virtually I did enjoy giving a keynote for Alabama Sherman. It wasn't, it wasn't live. I mean, it, it was live, but it was, I wasn't physically there. <laughs> um, but I, I, I did, I did enjoy that. It was, it was interesting, especially, you know, I never imagined doing a keynote, you know, virtually, but it was, it was fun. Um, so that, I'll, that could be an answer for that one. <laughs> Anthony, if you could be on any TV show, either as a character or yourself, what would it be? So actually, I, I wouldn't mind being like, I wouldn't mind being like a, you know, being on Jeopardy and, and being the person that, that's winning, like even like now, the person that's winning now, <laughs> you know, being pissed a million dollars. I wouldn't, it, it, and actually I'm just thinking of that right now. I wasn't even like thinking that at all because I don't even watch Jeopardy much, but it just came, it came to mind that, um, it would, be, it would be cool to be, be on there and people thinking you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. You're really smart because you have all this use, useless information in your head. That, that, <laughs> is my, that is my new favorite answer. Yes. It's my new favorite answer. I love it. See? It's been announced Anthony Paradiso Day all around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? What we're doing to celebrate. We're celebrating that we all feel... We, we all feel included. We can really just be who we are and not have to worry about what people are thinking about us. You know, just being, you know, as I always say, my, as, as in my, with my logo, it's the being your full authentic self, you know, just making sure that we can just be who we are and not have to worry about what people think and living in a world where, where we want good things to happen and, you know, for good, for good reasons. Well, and finally, Anthony, as you know, we are crowdsourcing. So, if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? What positive experience have you learned since COVID? I like that. I mean, I do want to also add that it's, COVID has not been, it, it's been obviously a very, it's a terrible thing. And I always want to try to think of something, what, what, you know, what, what good came from it. Well, you can't read it very well, Anthony, but it's now in the book. So it will be <laughs> asked very soon. I really appreciate you making time to come back again. It has, it's really hard to believe. Yeah late late 2018 till now appreciate you sharing your insights and it's really cool to see all the good things that you've had going on covid be damned that, that a lot of good <laughs> stuff happening i know most of our listeners are probably connected with you but if they're not best way for them to reach you to get in touch with for the business any any way and every way to get in touch best way to, best way to reach me is through my uh, website so it's www.allthingsapp.com so a l l t h i n g z a p.com and all of my social media um, information is on there as well. We will have that in the show notes. And then Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to reach you out there? Uh, best way as always is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman. And for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, review, share, follow. Check mark button follow, whatever it is, whatever kind of logo thing that's on plat the platform you're listening to this right now. If you click that, you'll get a new episode each and every week. International listeners, we've talked about you a lot this episode. Please yep. reach out. Let's start the conversations to have you join us. Anthony, thanks again for being with us. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. 
Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thanks again to our friends at Workology for sponsoring this episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. Visit WorkologyCouncil.com to learn more about their new HR Mastermind.